Okay, good evening, everybody. My name is Dan B. from uh, Michigan, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And uh, I have been restored to sanity and rescued from a hopeless state of body and mind through the 12 steps and through this wonderful OA fellowship. And this is my story. Uh, it's, it's great to be back here. Uh, and uh, I'm going to start out with a quote tonight from uh, uh, the OA White Book. If you, if you want to keep a pen, piece of paper uh, or pencil handy, I'll be, I'm gonna, my talk's going to be on the slogans and the little phrases that we hear at meetings. But I'm going to start out with this little uh, phrase from uh, page 339 in the White Book. It says, it takes what it takes to be brought to my knees, to experience whatever it is I'm avoiding to turn my will over to my higher power and in an instant be free. I walk away feeling light and joyful and I wonder why I fought so hard. And close to 40 years ago, I came into uh, OA for the first time. My very first meeting was on January 1st, 1986. I'd already been in the 12-step rooms for a while. I came in through the rooms of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, which I had started attending meetings there when I was uh, pretty close to being a teenager in the mid-1970s. But by the 1980s, the food took over, and I became a foodaholic. And one morning, after almost choking to death, I did something I, I never did before. I got on my knees, and I said, God, please help me. And as I was kneeling on the kitchen floor quietly for a few minutes, a little voice inside me said, go to a meeting. And, uh, and I've learned in the program, actually since then too, uh, that when I hear those little voices, it's okay to act on them. It, it made sense to me. You know, at, at the time, the only thing that I knew of was Alcoholics Anonymous and Weight Watchers. I knew that Weight Watchers wasn't going to help me. Uh, that that was just a waste of money and time. Uh, and let's just say I, I didn't know what I didn't know. But uh, going to an AA meeting, which I was considering, that made sense to me because I was feeling pretty bad. And I thought, at the very least, I can get to an AA meeting and I can have some coffee. I'll be with friends that are there and I'll feel better. So I quickly dressed. I drove down to the Elena Club. Uh, went in through the front door, went down the steps to the huge fluorescent lit room, and all the tables were set, the literature was out, and there wasn't anyone there. But there was a door that was open on the other side of that room, and then as many times as I'd been to meetings there, the door had never been open. And uh, I walked into the room, Into I walked across that room and, and to get to the door that was open, walked into that room, and as I walked in, there were some tables on the right side of the room. And uh, there was a lady sitting there, but I didn't look at her. I just kept looking straight ahead. I noticed her out of, the, out of my uh, uh, side vision. And as I walked past her, uh, she said out loud, she said, OA. And my ears had been ringing. I had went to a concert the night before and when she said OA, for some reason, I, what I heard was, go away. And I was thinking, 
to myself, although I didn't say it out loud, I was thinking to myself, I wonder why she's telling me to go away. So I turned around and I, I said, what did you say? And she simply smiled and she said, this, this is an OA meeting. And I said, what is an OA meeting? And uh, she, again, she smiled and she said, this is a, a meeting for people that are having a, a problem with food. This was my first experience with prayer. Prayer always works. I've never had a time in my life where prayer doesn't work. And as long as I remember that, I'm going to be okay. Uh, even even today, I, I find that I have to almost pray more than I did when I first came into the program. And uh, so getting on to the little slogans and little phrases that we use, uh, tonight I'm going to be sharing my uh, experience, strength, and hope. And what that means is I'll be telling what it used to be like and what happened and what I do now. Uh, and uh, what I used to be like is I believe that I was uh, addicted to food from the moment I was born, I really do. Uh, let me take a sip of water. And uh, and uh, I always used food to uh, cover up my feelings, and uh, I got to a, a point uh, where I just couldn't get enough of it. And uh, uh, I can remember one night in particular standing in a line at a party store, and it was like uh, quarter to two in the morning, and I had a bunch of uh, boxes and bags of stuff, and I was looking at the stuff that I that I was going to buy, and I was thinking, you know, is this going to do it? I didn't. Say, it wasn't something that I was saying out loud, but I was thinking, I wonder, is this going to do it? Is this going to be enough? And the truth is, is that there never is, there never was enough for me uh, when I was in the disease. Uh, another phrase that we hear around the uh, rooms is that this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And so that, that tells me that I have to keep in mind that my disease is always uh, progressing. Uh, one of the things that I heard early in the program, I've been uh, abstinent now for years, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, one of the things I heard early in the program is that the longer you're abstinent, the closer you're going to be to your next binge. And it, it almost sounds like a negative thing, but it's absolutely true. And that means I have to stay in action all the time, uh, service, uh, getting up in the morning, asking my higher power, letting them know that I need his help, you know, to make it through the day. Uh, another uh, thing that we have in the program is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Uh, we're, into, we're into the holiday season now, and for me, this is, this is a time of year when a lot of feelings can come up, and so I need to take a little extra time for myself to, to make sure that I'm taken care of. Am I good at it? No. Uh, a lot of times I just have to, I just have to ask for help. Uh, I, my cat's in here playing tonight. He's, yeah, I think he's uh, irritable, restless, and discontent tonight while I'm uh, giving my talk, but that's okay because we can all relate to that. Uh, another little phrase that we have is home groups. Some of us, some of us have face-to-face -face home groups. My home group is uh, right now is a phone meeting, and I'll bet you there's other people on this meeting where their home group is a phone meeting, and that's okay. Uh, another little phrase in the program is uh, the how of the program, the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And uh, that first step is a hard step. It requires uh, 
<clears throat> it, it was a hard step for me to take. I know, and I know it's a, a hard step for a lot of people to take. Um, I remember a, a few years ago, I was committing uh, my food one morning, like uh, many thousands of us OA members do. That's excellent. <laughs> Those are the two that we use usually. <laughs> yep, yep. That's today's morning. intruder. Okay. Uh, all right, let's see. So anyhow, where was I? Um, so today I stick with the winners, uh, and this is uh, people that uh, put the program first, uh, and uh, it's good to stick with the winners. Um, another thing that I uh, practice is take what you want and leave the rest. Uh, a lot of times uh, uh, there can be stuff said at a meeting or things that happen that don't have anything to do uh, with recovery. Uh, and uh, as my first sponsor said, some of us are sicker than others. Uh, I always remember that he said that, and I try to keep that in mind today. Uh, another a little uh, thing that we hear in the rooms is take your mess to your sponsor and bring your message of recovery to the meeting. And I hope that I'm bringing some kind of little message of recovery uh, to the meeting tonight. Uh, I hope that I can say something tonight that might be helpful to someone here. Another little thing that we have in the program is when in doubt, leave it out. And that is when we're not sure if our food is right or if, if, if we're gonna eat a food item that you know we, we might have a problem with, that just keep it out. I also have another thing for myself, and that is, when in doubt, keep them out. Uh, people that uh, affect my emotional, mental, or physical well-being, I keep them out of my life. Uh, I've been known to be at meetings, and if someone starts talking about uh, going to the gym or something like that, uh, or something that doesn't have anything at all to do with recovery, and being disrespectful to the group, I will just leave the meeting and I'm okay with that. Uh, for me to stay, that would damage me and damage everyone at the meeting. And uh, I, I try to speak up about that too. Uh, another thing that we, another common thing that we hear around the program is abstinence. What is abstinence? Well, I could tell you what my abstinence is. It's uh, three, um, measured and moderate meals a day with nothing in between but black coffee, tea, or diet soda. And that's uh, also without exception. Um, another slogan that we have in the program is act as if. And uh, for me as a compulsive overeater, I don't know about anyone else, but I can only, I can only share my own experience here. It's impossible for me to think my way into right acting. So I have to act my way into right thinking. I have a little saying for myself, and that is when uh, 
that I can't be loyal to my mind because my mind isn't loyal to me. And my mind isn't loyal to me. And uh, one of the things uh, um, that I learned is that I can call upon a higher power when I get up in the morning and, and ask my higher power to direct my thinking, you know, that my thinking be uh, moved away from selfishness, self-centered, or self-seeking behavior, uh, trying to troll the meetings for people to call me, uh, just, just getting into all kinds of absurd, uh, crazy behavior. I can have respect for people today. Uh, instead of getting up in the morning and, and praying for God to keep me abstinent, I can, I can get up and, and say, hey, I need help, and, and I, I also want to be a considerate person today. Help me to be considerate and help me to lead with love and kindness and, un and uh, love and tolerance you know, to others. Uh, help me to be a part of the solution, not the problem. Uh, an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude changes everything. Whenever I'm having a bad day uh, or I start thinking too much, uh, I can always use gratitude. I can start counting my blessings. I can start with the simplest things, like, you know, I have uh, 10 fingers and 10 toes, or I can, I can hear, I can breathe, and I can go from there. I'm abstinent. I'm sober. Uh, another... Uh, little saying that we've heard in the program and actually was referred to at the beginning of the meeting with the 11th tradition is that it's attraction rather than promotion. I'm not here to promote uh, the program. Uh, I, all I can do is share what has worked for me and I can tell you it has worked very well by just doing a few simple things every day. Um, and that's the beauty of this program. Whenever I complicate it, even just a little bit, it stops working. And that's been my experience. Um, another little uh, phrase that we hear, I don't hear it so much these days, um, but when I first came into the rooms, I heard, if your phone isn't ringing, pick it up and call someone. And this may sound kind of trite, but I can't tell you how much this telephone tool has helped me. And uh, there were times early in my recovery when I could do nothing else but pick up that phone and connect with another positive overeater and say, hi, you know, I, how's your day going? And then just listen. Uh, I, the program has taught me that if I can be a generous listener, I can be a generous contributor. Uh, another little slogan that we hear that I've heard in the program, I, I don't hear it so much today, but I heard it when I first came in, is that we came for the vanity, but we stayed for the sanity. Gentle reminder, and, you have five minutes left. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, if, if you could let me know when we have one minute left, that'd be cool, but anyhow. <laughs> anyhow, uh, so, you know, I can definitely identify with that by, uh, by uh, using the tools of recovery, uh, that we have all of them, not just some of them, but all of them. Uh, the weight was immediately, almost immediately taken care of. Uh, and uh, and that was a blessing, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, to guard against any uh, big shotism or uh, ego-feeding uh, oppositions, any success that I am having staying abstinent today, and I come from pretty high numbers, 
any success that I'm having today uh, being abstinent is due to a higher power uh, working in my life today. So any success that I'm having is more my higher power success than mine. I also give my, my sponsor a lot of credit too. Uh, I had a moment that happened a few years ago when I was committing my food one morning and I, I started the story but I didn't finish it because of the her fluffle that happened. Um, I doubled up one of the amounts of food that I was committing and my sponsor was aware of it. And after I committed it, he said, you do realize that it's not possible for you to make independent decisions around food. And when he said that, it made me extremely uncomfortable and slightly angry. But what it was for me is it was a first step moment. I, when, I, when it comes to food, I have broken eyes. I need help. I've met hundreds, perhaps thousands of people in the program. I've never once met anybody that has uh, recovered without asking another uh, person for help and also accepting that help. And that was what happened to me close to 40 years ago. I heard a guy uh, qualify at a meeting and immediately after he qualified, I walked up to him and I, I smiled and I said, I need some help. Can you help me? And he helped me. He said, you know, he pulled out a piece of paper and uh, he started uh, writing down a little uh, plan of eating for me, food plan. He wrote his number down there and he said, give me a call tomorrow morning. And I had that gift of desperation where I was just desperate enough to do that, to call him. Uh, that was the catalyst. Uh, for me personally, nothing, absolutely nothing uh, happens unless I ask for help. Uh, today, part of my daily 10 step is am I asking others for help and uh, with, with little things? Am I accepting that help? Uh, I want to uh, end my little talk here. I'm, I'm so grateful to be asked in it. I'm grateful uh, to share a little bit of my story. Uh, I'm grateful for every little thing that this program has given to me. And I just wanted to add, uh, to end with some little uh, words from a, a song by Jimmy Durante that was, that's called, It's So Important to Make Someone Happy. And it goes like this. It's so important to make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Make just one heart to heart you can sing to. One smile that cheers you, one face that lights when it's near you, one person you're everything to. Fame if you win it, come and goes in a minute. But where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Love is the answer. Someone to love is the answer. Once you've found this person, build your world around them. Make someone happy. Make just one person happy, and you'll be happy too. You will be happy too. My name is Dan, and I'm a grateful compulsive eater from Michigan, and this program is amazing. It works, and if it can work for me, it can work for anybody that's on the line tonight. My phone number is 906-231-0555. You can call or text. I'm on Eastern Standard Time, and I take the steps quickly and often, like the early uh, 
uh, AA pioneers and the early OA pioneers did. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share tonight.